Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And now we are talking to an amazing dynamic entrepreneur based in Boston, Massachusetts, who's going to tell us about terrific success and starting young. This is a millennial entrepreneur who's been extremely successful, and she shares her steps. Her name is Pamela Bardi. She's a dynamic serial entrepreneur. She is a residential real estate developer, real estate agent, and a small business owner. Pamela's main company, Bardi Investment Group, specializes in residential real estate investment and redevelopment in the Boston area. With over $10 million in assets and full-scale renovations in the last four years alone, they hold a remarkable title in the Boston real estate development industry. And again, that's Bardi Investment Group. Pamela's personal real estate agent career surpasses over $25 million sold in real estate assets. Her small businesses are in Boston, Ria Cafe, and is an ice cream cafe that serves up delicious ice cream and smiles to all those who attend. As a Stonehill College alum, she's very passionate about inspiring others on the path of entrepreneurship and giving back to her Boston community. Pamela currently teaches entrepreneurship with the YMCA Young Achievers Program held at Northwestern Northeastern University, and she's in pursuit of becoming Massachusetts' current youngest female general contractor, in addition to all three companies that she owns and operates. Wow, wow, and wow. Hello, Pamela. <laughs> Hello. Boy, how are you? <laughs> how did, here, here's what I want to know. You're in your 20s, correct? How yeah. did you get all this wisdom and knowledge at this young age? And, and not just wisdom and knowledge, success. Yes. So I'll, I'll start from the top. I mean, so I was born in Tirana, Albania. I came to the United States when I was about five years old uh, with my family. My, my mom and dad actually had my, my grandmother actually put in my mom and dad's name into the visa lottery because that's the only way you can come to the United States uh, way back when. And their name got chosen and they pretty much dropped everything to go on to the United States with not a dime in their pocket and start a new life and bring opportunities for myself and my brother. My brother was six months old at the time, and I was five. So from a very young age, you know, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and trying to do as many activities as she could and make money from home. Meanwhile, my dad was working three different jobs and hustling, and that's what I grew up with, was very hard workers. My dad, he actually, after he learned English, he had a friend who gave him a business loan um, and said, here's 150000 go buy a business, pay me back when you can. My dad paid him back in two years, and then from there, that's where he bought his current restaurant, which is West Napoli in Boston. It's located in West Roxbury in Boston. So I started when I was 10 years old at his restaurant. Um, I, it was pretty much stemming from the fact that I didn't want to sit home and do nothing all day, so I started going there and meeting people and started working the cashier, and that's really where it all started. Um, and so from there, you know, right in my senior year of college, ended up going into opening my first brick and mortar and then my second brick and mortar and then going to real estate. 
and then so on and so forth. But I mean, you know, my family's number one, how I got here. And number two is my education without question. Just amazing. What did you see from your family in terms of what they taught you? They taught me, my dad's really been my mentor my my entire life. And so Mm. he taught me that relationships are everything when it comes to business and just life in general. And, And for me, being that young and being able to interact, my communication skills were very sharp by the time I was, by the time I was 18 years old, I was running my dad's entire store, <laughs> you know, doing wow. the marketing, doing the social media wow. and all that stuff. And wow. that all from starting as a beginner, you know, and really learning yeah. and, and sort of going up from there. Yeah. Um, do you think, uh, Pamela, do you think the fact that you came from a family that came to this country as immigrants and were hungry, do you think that has something to do with it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Watching them hustle from a very young age was really motivated me to do everything. I mean, I saw my parents drop everything when they were perfectly comfortable in Albania to come here without knowing absolutely anyone and starting from scratch and wow. not knowing where they were going to go, but just believing, you know, and, and for me, that sacrifice is what really drives me the most. And what, what anything. brought them here if they were comfortable there? The, because it's a land of opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. overseas America is viewed as the land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to work incredibly hard. You have yes. to believe, and you have to yes. fall and get up, <laughs> but that's yeah. really why. That's so amazing. So how did you choose the businesses you're in? I mean, because you, you have an ice cream store, right? And you also yeah. are, you know, you're a broker and you work with a big company. How did you choose all this? Yeah, so I opened up my first brick and mortar with a partner. Um, it's actually called the Anthem Group based in Boston, they're a media production company. And so we opened up a brick and mortar store on the Charles River, which is on the Esplanade, where they do the July 4th hat shell celebrations every year, um, Newgar and, and all of that. Um, and then right after I opened that, I was in the process already of opening up my ice cream cafe, which is called Rhea Cafe, based in West Roxbury in Boston. And I really wanted to create a place that was fun and where you could create memories. That was really the main reason why I started it. And to always mark that small business is where I started when I was 10 years old. And that's what really sparked all my entrepreneurship was in small business. So I wanted to make sure that one of the first things I did was a place that was happy because nobody ever complains about ice cream. Um, <laughs> and that it, was, it right. marked sort of the start of my legacy, which um, in, in business and to remember where I started always. And that's why I created Ria Cafe. It was soon after I started Ria that I really opened up my own emblem. I started flipping houses pretty much six months after I opened my shop. And I was watching my uncle, who's a general contractor, and my dad flipping, you know, for a little while. And I was like, this is really cool. I was following them for a long time. And uh, I really ended up by my dad, I said, yes, I got the store up and running. I have my awesome employees. Dad, I want to I wanna do this. And so I said, okay, let's do it. And that's how we started rolling. And, and I started flipping and falling in love with real estate. And from there, I actually ended up getting my salesperson real estate agent license uh-huh. because I, I said, oh, I'm going to uh-huh. sell my own properties. And then 
it turned into, you know, all the now, people seeing what I was now doing. Now, were you, kind of did of, you, did you have fear or did you, did you not have, I mean, were you worried about this? Like if you made a mistake or losing money, did, did any of that come into play? You know, at that point, you know, when you're involved with all of this and the whole passion that goes behind it, you're scared, but you're so busy that you forget yeah. about the fear and you just keep going. And that's really was my case. You know, I never had like a second to even like think about it because I just kept going, going, <laughs> going. But of course, there's always that fear in the back of your mind, but you just keep pushing. You know, it's almost like fear into the unknown, but it's like, to me, it's, do I, you know, do I fear this or mm. do I try to conquer it or learn something from it? Because there's really so, no such thing as failure. So I, I what mean, would you say, what would you say, Pamela, are the common pitfalls that you found or that you see and how you can avoid them. Just some, you know, what, what do you see? Yeah, so, I mean, in small business, I don't think there's ever enough funding to prepare for opening up a brick-and-mortar shop because you just yeah. don't know what you're going to expect. And knowing other entrepreneurs um, in their businesses, funding is really the number one problem and not yes. forecasting properly. Um, you know, in case there is a couple of four months, do you have reserves to back that up? You know, proper funding is really the biggest thing to keep a business going because it truly it takes three to five years to really build a business, to really build a business. And if you don't have the funding to grow the team and to keep the marketing going and to keep everything active, you're going to fall into a slump. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that. I've almost experienced it myself because there's no such thing as failure. You know, there's no such thing as failure. There's a lot of lessons that I learned along the way, but that's definitely a common pitfall without question, mm-hmm. is proper funding. Um, because when you go into the business, and especially if it's new to you and you're a new entrepreneur, you really don't know what to expect. Yes, you can try to shadow as many people as possible, but there's nothing like physically opening up your own store and learning mm-hmm. the operations behind it and sort of everything behind it, even just the business, whether it's online or really anything. You just you don't know what to expect. How do you engage with customers? There's so many moving pieces, you know, so you've got to be prepared for all that. What would be the next thing? Would it be communications with clients? Would that be the next thing that that sometimes people uh, have pitfalls, meaning that they don't communicate well or they don't listen effectively or they're not really truly meeting the needs of the customer? Yes. I would say client retention and even getting clients to the door is another huge thing. Funding number one and number two is getting your clients. I mean, that is the wealth of your business. If you don't have clients, you don't have a business. And behind that is also employees. And I think that actually comes first. I think knowing to build a great team will accentuate Mm -hmm. the brand and will end up bringing amazing clients. Because some people are so customer focused that they forget about their employees sometimes. And your employees are your biggest asset of the business. And And their customers customers, too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they are yeah. the, the, the eyes and ears, you know, unless you want to be there all day or you want to be the one person representing the whole brand, you know, I, employees are definitely a critical piece because they yeah. please the customers, you know, and they're the ones who talk about it. And that's the one thing that, you know, I always got praise for and I'm very thankful for my, my employees at my store are incredible. They treat everyone with love and respect and that's mm. because I treat them like family and like gold. Yeah, it's very, very important. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. And how do you work with your staff members or employees to talk about, you know, when they're frustrated? The real estate is a tough business and people can change their mind in a heartbeat, as you know. You can lose a deal over, what, $500, correct? How do you keep your spirits up? And how do you help them with those pitfalls of, you know, don't get stuck in the in the mud, meaning, you know, don't let $300 or $400 break the deal? How do you work with all that? Yes, yeah, so whenever there's issues in real estate, do you mean as an agent acting with clients and helping them yes. walk through a deal? Yes, yes. Yes. It, it really depends on how valuable they see the asset because I always bring everything in black and white. Them and I say, here are the facts, here are the numbers, here are the comparable sales. You know, yes, you may have to compromise on this, but this is what you're going to get in return. You mm-hmm. always want to be looking at concrete facts every single time that you're looking at any property. Real estate's all about numbers. That's all it is. You know, you know I have to tell numbers. you something. This just happened to me, and, I, and I'd love your opinion. It just happened. A friend of mine is selling her house. And she is doing it on her own. So she's, she's gotten her own agent to list it. So she hasn't gone through a broker for that. All, she wants a broker just to come in and bring her buyers. So I told her, she asked me who I knew, and I know many brokers. So I wrote to all of them, and I said, here's the situation. So I get, I get a, um, a note back from one of the brokers today. And this is and she says to me, you know, she only wants to give 2% instead of 3%. I don't think many brokers will do it for 2%. You may want to tell her that. Now, let me compare this to a broker that I know who's very, very big in this state. He has his own radio show. He does so well. Uh, The first thing he did was write me back. We'll send a team out to her house. I sold a house near her. Nothing about that percentage. And I'm saying to myself, over 1%, isn't $5,000 better than no $1,000 rather than $6,000? What do you think about that? I completely agree with everything you just said. So yeah. in this industry, as an agent, like the way that I always put it is, is this way. I hire my accountant because he knows what to do. You know, he knows that industry. That is all he does all day long. And God love him. He saved my butt many times. You know, so an accountant, you know, you always want to invest in someone who is a specialist in the industry because they know the ins and outs of it. They live and breathe it every single Right. You know, and for myself, I'm an agent, but I'm also a developer. So I know all facets when it comes to real estate, you know, and for something like that, real estate's about relationships. And a lot of people forget this at the end of the day. Yes, there's commissions, but it's really about adding value. Helping that right, person. In right, the, because, in the because if she worked yeah. with that person, she might refer to someone else. Absolutely. And that's what it's yeah. about. It's about adding value. First thing I always look at, I don't even, you know, when someone wants to consult with me and sit down with me, I don't even look at anything in terms of commissions. I say, how can I help this person? How can I create value? That's yeah. how you All right, Pam- Pamela, we're going to take a quick break. This is wonderful and very interesting. We're going to talk more about... Being a success, starting young as a millennial and what you've learned from boomers and from people older than you. And maybe what would be your pointers for consumers and also some, some tips, maybe some investment tips. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Pamela, what is your, uh, what is your website for people? 
So right now I'm working on developing PamelaBardi.com. It has not launched yet, but you can absolutely find me on LinkedIn, and I will connect with you right away. It's Pamela Barty. Just look me up right on LinkedIn and add me, and I'm more than happy. P-A-M-E-L-A-B-A-R-D-H-I. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. We will be right back right after the break. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the trauma and beauty of being human, with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back, and you are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. I am interviewing today... Pamela Bardi, and she is a successful millennial serial entrepreneur based in Boston. She's a residential real estate developer. She's an agent and a small business owner. And again, she's an entrepreneur and she dives into the reality of being a young entrepreneur running multiple businesses. And she, we've been talking about her rising to the top, the challenges of entrepreneurship, and success strategies and secrets. So, welcome back, Pamela. Okay. So, what are what are what would you say are your success strategies for where you are? What are things that have helped you? Absolutely. So, I have an acronym for everyone who likes 
acronyms. <laughs> I'm going to break it down. It's called SPAC. So we'll start with S. So S is being fearless. A is for adaptability. C is for compassion. T is for trust your gut. And S is for self-confidence. So those are pretty much all the things that have gotten me to where I am today. Um, but the number one thing above all of these is hustling. Hustling outbeats talent every single day of the week because every single expert begins as a beginner at one point and you learn and you network and that's how you get to where you are. No one starts off as an expert. So that's, that's the number one thing. Hustle outbeats talent every day of the week because you can have someone who's extremely talented in the room but won't work hard. And that means nothing. So that's, that's rule number one. And the rest are those success strategies of different characteristics and qualities that really have gotten me to where I am today. And if you implement those strategies, not only will it change your life, but also your business world. So, so important. What would you say are some tips for people in terms of either real estate investment or for consumers in real estate? Yes. In terms of investment, so everyone always wants to know about how do I flip a house and, and whatnot. So I'll give you the three breakdowns. All you need to know is what you're going to buy it for, what you're going to put into it, and what you're going to sell it for. Those three things are the most important thing. Flipping houses is literally a numbers game. And then when, if it comes to investing in real estate, owning a piece of real estate, whether it's a single-family home in terms of consumers, is the number one source of wealth across the entire United States. For everyone. That's the number one moneymaker because there's equity lines of credit you can pull and many different things you can do. So when choosing an investment property, you always want to be looking at infrastructure. Is there developments going on in this area? Because that means that Mm -hmm. there's buyer demand, which means Mm -hmm. there's rental demand. That's huge. Um, And also be looking at comparables. Look at what's been sold in the area. If you're looking at a multifamily property, what can it rent for? What will my mortgage be? Maybe I can be an owner-occupant. Maybe in one side I can live in one and the other tenant can live in the other. And you can rent out that side and your mortgage could be nothing. You know, more units, you can create cash flow for yourself and create passive income. So there's many different routes. But I would challenge us as consumers to take a look at that passive income route because, say for, especially for millennials, if you buy a multifamily property now and 30 years from now, you have a retirement set because you'll be paid off with the mortgage and you'll just be making money continuously. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something I would look for. And, and definitely in terms of buying and location, look at comparables and what, what has been cash flow and what's a hot market right now. And always be looking at where you can add value. So if, if there's a property that you can fix up and then rent, pay attention to those because those are gold mines in the making, you know? Yeah, so important. What about for consumers, people who want to buy or sell in real estate, top things they need to know? Uh, What I would suggest in terms of consumers, of what they need to know when buying a house. I I would put together a list of what's important to you. Our schools will Mm -hmm. matter to you. Mm -hmm. Our schools will matter to you. What's the commute from work look like? Really try to incorporate your lifestyle into the logistics of where your property will be located. Because at the end of the day, your quality of life is based on where you live, right? So it's a huge investment. Most of the time, it's the biggest investment that you'll ever make in your life. You have to make sure your lifestyle 
fits with where you want to be. Yes. And if that works, that, that, that's rule number one. And rule number two, I mean, real estate's a numbers game. You can make it happen. If you can't afford a single-family house, you can go into a multifamily because you can qualify for a mortgage that way. But easier, you know. Um, and there's programs out there. There's first-time homebuyer programs that even in Boston, the city of Boston, they're 0% down. They'll literally give you a loan, the city of Boston, if you complete a first-time homebuyer's program at 0% yeah. Yeah. for a down payment. So there's so many different routes that, that you can take. But that rule number one is your lifestyle. And then next to that is talking to a mortgage broker and seeing what your numbers look like and kind of working from there. Um, like I said, because then it becomes a, a numbers game after you figure out really where you want to be, you know. And the numbers always can be worked out. Oh, and then important. three is finding an awesome agent <laughs> who knows the market and knows the market incredibly well. You want a real estate agent who, you know, and they can tell you everything about the neighborhood and, and really anything you need to know. Because like I said, it needs to match the lifestyle. Yeah. So again, you know, everything you're talking about is built on a good relationship and the knowledge base of of the yeah. broker and what you need. Yeah, absolutely Very important. Pamela, tell us, you know, when you give motivational talks and you stand in front of hundreds of people, what are your key points? Absolutely. So the facts that I mentioned are definitely some of the biggest points, but the main point, aside from the hustle outbeats talent every day of the week is to really be true to yourself. Be authentic. When you're thinking about a business that you want to start or something you want to be devoting time to, make sure it is a passion of yours. Because we spend so much of our time technically working in parentheses. So if you're doing something that you love, it does not feel like work. Whether it's a nine-to-five or whether it's a business, really sit back and take a look at what am I investing my time in because time is your most precious asset. Absolutely. All right, Pamela, we're going to have to close, but tell people how they can find you again on LinkedIn, right, at Pamela Bardi. Pamela, B-A-R-D-H-I. All right. Thank you so much for your wonderful tips for us in terms of success and motivation and how we can can really make it work the way we want to. You've had very good role models. Thanks, Pamela. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, everyone. Look forward to meeting you and talking to you all. Thank you. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or you can write me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.